0: Amplified pattern recognition. Why does the, the universe exist? We're about five years away from
1: Welcome to Think Tank. This is a podcast where in each episode we pick a topic and then we discuss it with industry professionals and thought leaders in that industry.
2: I'm Josh Gonzalez, And I'm Braden Drew. And we're your hosts of Think Tank. This is episode 12 on virtual reality porn. In this episode, we talk to two founders of Holodex. Morgan is a seasoned AAA game developer, 3D modeler, and virtual reality entrepreneur. Craig is a tech artist who worked on AAA games and is now focusing on producing photorealistic digital humans for VR. And uh, here's some
1: background info on Holodex. They're the world's first fully immersive and interactive sexual fantasy engine for virtual reality. Holodex is an interactive, real-time 3D experience that runs on the Unreal 4 game engine. It is completely immersive, interactive, and customizable, allowing for unique experience every time you play. You decide how you'd like to engage with the avatars. They feature some of the biggest stars in the adult industry right now, including Riley Reed, Tori Black, Danny Daniels, Lexi Bell... And they also just partnered with V-Stroker, an interactive sex toy that allows players to control the game using a flashlight. In this episode, we talk about the company's tech, philosophies, and processes, as well as their business model and how they see their company evolving. Let's get right into it. So uh, why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about, like, what you've done in the industry before, maybe if it's unrelated in the
0: technology and, like, what you're doing now and, like, your positions in the company. Sure thing. Um, I'm Morgan Young. I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Holodex. Um, Got started uh, back, ways back now, in the gaming industry, um, working at a somewhat large studio Um, Ubisoft, might as well just (laughs) get it out in the open. Um, And uh, met my partner, Craig, there working on uh, some cool titles.
3: Yeah, so I also worked at Ubisoft. um, Worked on Spinner Cell Blacklist and Far Cry 4. Um, Yeah, and met Morgan. And, you know, we started kind of throwing the idea around about just VR and technology. Um, All of a sudden, 3D scanning came up one day and... You know, we were both so taken by it. Um, We managed to find our initial investor to give us uh, money for 12 cameras, and we set that up in my living room. And, uh, you know, we started doing some tests, and they turned out to be awesome, Uh, like way better than we thought they possibly could be. Um, And that's the same time we met everyone involved in, like, the VR community in Toronto, essentially. And from there, it just made sense to combine 3D scanning and VR and, you know, witnessing 3D scans, especially of people in VR, it's so it's so compelling that we knew we were onto something, and it snowballed from there. When we
0: realized, you know, the potential of how realistic these 3D scans were and how amazing, you know, it's going to be in VR, uh, it just, you know, naturally made sense that the adult industry was going to have a, a huge role to play in this as well. Um, and no one was tackling it; no mm-hmm. one was actually taking it seriously, um, at, at least from the perspective of game development. There's a lot of studios from the adult world that have dived headfirst into VR, but they're producing 360 um, sort of passive experiences, right? And that's not even really
1: VR. That's not. I think that's more panoramic imaging and 360 video, not exactly VR.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I feel like it, it has its place, and it's it's interesting for what it is. But we, you know, we wanted to approach this from the perspective of like AAA game developers. Like, how good can we make this thing if we really made an effort? You know, and that being said, there's also, like, the other side. There are technically adult games out there. They're just, frankly, not that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, upon seeing that, we realized that, okay, but if we, you know, we come from this world, we know we can pull this thing out of the water. Let's, you know, let's do it. <laughs> and uh, and here we
0: are. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should explain a bit about, like, the technology behind it. Yeah, for totally. For people who don't know what we're talking about. Exactly. Referring to 3D scans. So we use a process called photogrammetry. Um, which, in a really like boiled down um, sense, is just taking multiple photos uh, of a subject or an object um, from you know every conceivable angle. Uh, then we use a 3D soft uh, stitching software um, to combine all these photos and stitch them into a like very realistic 3D model. Um, you know, the model itself is is better than most AAA game developers can achieve in a game studio you know, the top character artists. But we're also getting um, 100% accurate, uh, texture information from, um, all the photographs we take. So when you combine those in, into the final product, you, you wind up with essentially like a clone, a digital double of whatever you just took um, hundreds of photos of.
1: That's amazing. Were you guys doing like the scanning in the game industry first? Is that like the, the part you guys were kind of like
3: tackling like, day-to-day, day, I was uh, an effects artist at Ubisoft, actually, Oh, okay, so you so weren't even really doing scanning No, there. in fact, um, Ubisoft was one of, like, the first clients for our uh, mainstream company. They weren't really doing it either. So that's, you know, once we kind of discovered this technology, we are like, this is a game-changer. This will be the way people do it. Yeah, no kidding. It's,
1: I thought that's how it was done this whole time. Like, why would you spend, like, yeah. weeks, months modeling something where it's, like, okay, step in here, mm-hmm. take the pictures, and we'll just stitch it together, and it's going to be way better than any artist can really yeah, do. It's yeah. exponentially faster. And then you can always mess with the models after in, like, what, like, Mudbox, yeah. whatever to, yeah. so you guys use? yep yeah. so ZBrush. All yeah. sorts of programs. Anything. You probably use, it's like, just
0: like a, 15 different yeah. software <laughs> packages by the time we're nice. said and done. So, um, so it's like, what, like an FBX kind of file that just you can
1: do
3: anything with? Yeah, we can deliver pretty much anything. Usually OBJ or FBX, and, uh, and yeah, take it to ZBrush.
0: And how big the are these
2: files? Know. Like, how much data are you producing with like this resolution? Like, how high is it?
0: For a for a full body scan, we wind up you know with the the raw we call it a raw scan um, before any post treatment has been done to it. Uh, they come out of the scanner at like five million polys plus, extremely high texture resolutions, like eight to sixteen k. Um, which is, again, unmanageable for a lot of real-time platforms or any. Um, so, yeah, taking that and managing the data is, like, a big component of our day-to-day. A lot of games are starting to pick up on the technology, though. I think uh, Star Wars used it in Battlefront.
3: Yeah, they did a lot of photogrammetry. A lot of their environments, they look super realistic. Like, they have amazing graphics overall, but a lot of it's due to these photogrammatic techniques they're using. It's uh, It's really impressive, and it is the way... Um, the industry is starting to go, I think for both characters especially, um, but also yeah, environments too. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting just to see both sides of these technologies come up sort of in tandem, like scanning is sort of climbing the ranks at the same time as VR is and it's amazing they're the perfect pair, they complement right you know, each other so well and then getting back to everything like porn drives it all like gaming and <laughs> porn, literally
1: you guys are on the two forefronts <laughs> like drive the technology so like there's no way like
0: yeah there, right? there was like a, a light bulb that <laughs> went off simultaneously above both our heads yeah. when we saw yeah. this like happening yeah. in front of our eyes okay so. like, hey,
1: no we have to just do it we're at the right point in history screw it like just it's got to
0: happen basically yeah. yeah yeah and, and, yeah
3: and like you know the stars kind of align too because we found um multiple people interested in kind of like funding our ideas <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> and we just ran with it we knew that wasn't going to come around too often so we had to jump at the chance just do it and it means eventually quitting your job but you know what that's the risk we had to take and we did and we're glad we did so. totally yeah. so
1: like what are you guys using to view it right now I think I've seen some HTC Vive videos on your social media accounts um, is that mainly what you use to interact with the, the characters
3: um, We're trying to prepare Holodex for as many devices as possible. Um, Currently, we're working on uh, the newest
0: demo that's, it'll be 2D, it'll be for the Rift, it'll be for the Vive. Um, You know, we've had our scans running on a Samsung Gear as well. But that's not our target platform out of the gate. We sort of want to target the highest-end PC experience just to see, like, how amazing this can be. Um, Especially, it makes sense when you're going after investment to showcase the product in the best possible light. we're aware that you know mobile is probably going to be the biggest pusher of VR, uh, so we're going to make sure we have a, a really strong presence on the mobile side.
1: Totally, because I think uh, what Pornhub just recently got into. It. But again, 360 mm-hmm. video. So how does this differ? Like, how are people going to interact with this like totally differently than uh, <laughs> Pornhub's doing?
0: Um, well, we've you know made a lot of effort to do the the game side really well. Um, it's not 360 video. It's not. passive experience. It's immersive, it's interactive. It puts the user in a 3D environment with a 3D avatar in real time where, you know, we give the user control and the ability to, you know, dictate the outcome of what they what kind of experience they want to have. And you can't do that with pre recorded film, no matter how much you try. You can't customize a hair color. You can't swap out an outfit. You can't grow bodily attributes (laughs) yeah whatever it is you (laughs) so i mean we're at an advantage i think because we're coming at it from a different um perspective and a different um, whole methodology
1: and if it looks just as real then like it's not like you have like these half-assed like really crappy 3d models right (laughs) it's like and it looks so ragged and weird like if you can cross an uncanny valley then it's just like You've got it. That's like the A game. That's what people want. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's a it's an uphill battle to get there, but we feel like we're we're making a lot of progress and uh th- that feeling of presence being in the the environment with those th- characters is, is awesome. Yeah. yeah it's so. amazing.
2: And have you guys looked into it all about like haptic feedback and, and uh, what you guys are gonna <laughs> do in terms of that kind of realm?
0: So, I'll tell you what we're working on right now. It's going to be the first um, release uh, that we make for Holodex that we're going to charge money for. Um, so, it's our MVP right now. Uh, it's a um, contained experience featuring uh, Riley Reed, who's one of the biggest stars in the industry right now. Um, we're working on her avatar at the moment, and we've actually locked her in as an exclusive Holodex star. Um, which we can talk about a, a bit more. We have an exclusivity agreement with all our Stars. Um, in short, the, the experience is a, a one-on-one interaction in a photoreal condominium with a photoreal avatar of Riley Reed. Um, we've also teamed up with a hardware manufacturer. They make um, peripherals for the flashlight. And <laughs> that's perfect.
1: So, yeah. is it like specifically like actually flashlight, like the company, or is it just like a similar kind of product?
0: The company that we're working with right now, at least working with their technology, uh, it's called the V-Stroker, and it just is a little right. device that screws on the end. I think the
2: technology's is. there. It doesn't mm-hmm. need the brand. Yeah. No, exactly. that, that makes more yeah. sense. Like,
0: honestly,
1: from, like, I guess a user perspective, like, this is going to sound weird, but like, we're getting into the UX <laughs> design of porn, but it's so important. Yeah. Especially if you guys are using the Vive and your hands are occupied, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta have
3: something. Yeah. I think kind of, like, the, the rule of thumb for us is that it'll be, like, a, a one-handed experience. We keep, we keep throwing that... <laughs> phrase uh, around, but it's true. Um, so, you know, one hand, in this case, would be occupied by the Fleshlight. And with the v stroke on the end, it actually measures, or like, the speed or the movement of the uh, the Fleshlight, translates that into something we can use in the game. So in this case, it'll probably drive things like animation speeds. You know, we've got some ideas. Um, so essentially, that'll be, like, one of the forms of control is actually moving the, the Fleshlight around. It's going to get beyond that soon. So you'll have literally like, sex device, input devices, controllers, you know? and Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. so it's as
2: close to get to, like, a, a robot sex doll, I think. Uh, yeah. With I think that would happen
1: feedback. first. Like, the VR side, way before, like, the robot stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. There's still the the challenge of, um, you know, solving this problem being the Uncanny Valley. I think that's more immediate than oh, yeah. <laughs> convincing sex yeah. robots at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so Although I'm open-minded. Have you guys
1: overcome the Uncanny Valley so far? Like, how do you make sure that, like you're capturing the stars in the right way and making sure they're animated in the right way so it yeah. doesn't look all creepy. <laughs> capturing... <laughs> literally capturing, creepy. <laughs>
0: the visuals is probably the easiest challenge. Just the nature of photogrammetry. It produces such a realistic photoreal result to begin with, so you have such a good base to work with. The problem, yeah, is definitely on the animation side and um, you know, making convincing, believable interactions and movements um, happen. Uh, your brain is so deep-rooted in in, noti- in noticing, like, all the little subtle nuances that a human makes. Um, Especially the eyes. Is absolutely, the eyes. A window to the soul. Like, yeah, there's yeah. no getting around it. So we have uh, custom scripts and code written to direct eye movement, believably. So all that stuff is procedurally driven. But, you know, we invested in a, a Vicon motion capture system, so we can do very precise, high-fidelity motion capture in-house now. Um, which is just another part of the puzzle. It's all these little things that start stacking up and layering on top of each other that sort of help you bridge that uncanny valley and sort of get across it. We're not saying we're anywhere near cross it yet. Um, It's going to be an ongoing work in progress, but we're just definitely making some strides ahead.
2: In terms of audio and sound, how are you bridging that valley? Like, in terms of immersion, you really need that, like, realistic high-quality sound.
3: Yeah, well, thankfully, um, you know, 3D positional audio is kind of Come to the forefront as well with alongside VR, and uh, we've recorded dialogue for all the stars we've shot, like literally hundreds of lines of dialogue. So, um, you know, everything from actual phrases to you know moans and uh, whispers. So, we're going to use that in conjunction with the animation to procedurally kind of drive the experience. So, you know, as the avatar blends from one animation to the other, it'll also blend its uh, you know its vocal performance and. Uh, in 3D or with the 3D positional audio um, you know the fact that she will be able to lean in and whisper in your ear or something like that That's it's pretty powerful so we actually think the audio is a huge component um, that's, that's why we took the time to record so much dialogue and yeah. so many sounds
1: yeah totally I mean yeah. that's just the same with the game industry you have like yeah. Triple to four times the amount of actual writing than like a movie because there's so many different outcomes, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. So I wonder who who wrote the scripts. Like, how awkward yeah. was it? Was it just like, nah, we'll just like bang it out in like an hour? We we'll yeah, a little bit of here and there. Like, what was that like? Did you hire like a, how, how a writer? You know how
2: the scene or the script was gonna go? You guys like, had to do your yeah. research, like for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
1: no research was done <laughs>
0: um no our, our other business partner uh took the reins on that he's um uh from a film background and specifically like directing and producing films like not adult films by any means his own short films um nice. but he's really good at working with talent and just getting a believable performance and evoking like a whole bunch of response out of people because um we're not from that world. We're like in, hunched over a computer every day. So he definitely took the reins on that.
1: Cause yeah. I'm just like picturing like, what that would be like just recording. It's still like it's just a sound booth regularly, right? But you have to get them like into character. Like, you know. We're also
0: dealing with like the top tier talent in the right. industry. We didn't opt for anything less than the best out there. So. You know, these people are, believe it or not, like professionals. They yeah, come to work and totally. they put on a performance for you mm-hmm. and that's their job. They take it seriously. Like, this yeah, is what they is do. It is serious. Yeah. Yeah. How is
1: it like, first of all, how did you guys get them? Like, was it just like, here, we're doing this new thing. Here's what we're trying to do? Yeah, you like, have some big names. Yeah, you have some huge names. Like, you, you're you right. You didn't go for low tier. You guys went mm-hmm. straight to the top and that's the right way to I, do it. I guess it. you just
2: picked Riley Reed, who you mentioned. Like, how did you contact, like, how did that even come about?
3: Yeah. Uh, I think we realized that, you know, in order to make this thing like as big as it can be. We're a small company, you know, starting out. Uh, We need people that have kind of like established a brand and an identity and we know it's a really cool idea and we know people will be really into it, but having them on board to help us get the word out is like super important. Um, And yeah, and our other partner reached out to some agents and it took some convincing. You know, these people, generally shoot kind of like in LA and surrounding areas. So coming up to Toronto (laughs) for like a 3D scan VR shoot, they didn't really know what to make of it at first, but he he did a really good job of like forging that relationship and explaining what we're doing and why it's going to be the future and everything else. Um, And then they came around and they're like, you know what, we're actually really excited to do this. And once they were excited and on board, you know, it kind of establishes credibility. So once you've shot with one, There's word of mouth that, okay, these guys are, like, legit, they're cool. Kind of like a domino effect. Once you establish that one
2: connection, then you could, like, branch out to the other. Totally,
3: and that's exactly what it was. We kind of, like, you know, met some key people in the industry agent-wise and just opened up our our access to more people, That's amazing. more stars. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And along that vein, we've just um, managed to secure uh, exclusivity contracts with a number of the stars. Um, They're not all finalized at the moment, but we've definitely locked down the majority at this point. Um, We're taking an approach uh, where we're we're not trying to just purely profit off of um, our star's performance. You know, we want to pay it forward in a sense. Uh, So we've established this model, this compensation model with uh, a lot of our, well, all of our stars. Um, We're calling it royalty for loyalty. So essentially, we're allowing our stars uh, to make a percentage of the sales of their avatars. And in turn, we're requesting um, exclusivity with Holodex for the next short term, to distant future. And, you know, it serves two purposes. You know, we've sort of concreted or solidified, I should say, our our talent pool. And also we're allowing our stars to earn back some of the money that they may not actually see if they were to go through the traditional um, kind of route. And it helps us in a sense that they're now willing to promote our brand and our product because they're seeing direct sales and um money being generated is the more they they, the more they promote the more they'll get back out of it so yeah we're hoping this is sort of like maybe a model that other people will adopt in the future and make the industry a little less exploitive
1: overall. Totally. I think that's really good, like kind of changing up the industry because like it's kind of evolving now. You can choose the new business plans and like you can actually change the whole industry by doing that, which is unbelievable. It's really cool. Like, It's a really good point of like history to be able to do that as the technology shifts, right?
0: Yeah, I hope so. It's on proven ground, so we'll see how things pan mm-hmm. out. But, you know, we'd like to do this the proper way and put our best foot forward
1: philosophically, too, right? Because I'm sure you guys have to do some, uh, like, research into the industry and, like, the business models. And, like, yeah, some of it is corrupted and a little crazy. So why not try to do some good in it, like, while you're doing it? Like, you're saying, not just try to profit off of it because that's how things go south, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm.
0: it's the beauty of also leveraging VR technology as well because, you know, it's it's such a, a unique, new thing for people to try. You know, it's new for the stars. It's new for our users. It's new for the developers. Um, and it, it is essentially a reset on the entire industry. And, you know, if we can do it right and we can lead out in a positive way, I think others will follow, I hope. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we can we can discuss, too, about, like, the the actual benefits um, it offers people to experiment in a safe environment and sort of... From a user standpoint. From a user standpoint, be totally. who they want to be, experience a sort of um, sexual interaction and encounters they want
2: but it's still private yeah
0: yeah because yeah. as
1: weird as it might sound they don't even technically have to be like human like it could be like, people like, in, the, in the elf <laughs> stuff like, like yeah. world of warcraft right they love that kind of stuff yeah because it's like their their fantasies it might not be human like as weird as that sounds to us other people just might not want to take do. it to wherever they want yeah exactly mm-hmm. so can people like upload their own because I'm, su- I'm assuming you guys have a platform that will load these avatars into almost like a Sex museum.
2: <laughs> I don't want to say <laughs> sex dungeon. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the dungeon. Like, like other yeah. people have high yeah. fidelity
3: scans and models and stuff. Yeah. Can they
2: add it to your library of people? I guess or avatars? it's on the roadmap.
3: Yeah, we've had this request a, a few times now to like upload your own content or create your own, you know your own people or your own avatars. And I mean, absolutely, it's going to be something we can do in the future. <laughs> I think for right now, we're going to launch with like the actual yeah. stars themselves. But uh, yeah, there's no reason we couldn't do that in the future. And it, like you said, people have all types of different desires and fetishes and everything else that, you know what, we we should be able to support and uh, and we will.
1: Yeah, because I noticed even on your website, you are scanning like transgender people. So it's like male, female and trans transgender. Like what made you guys want to do that and like open up? With that, because like that's not really open in the industry as it stands today, right? Yeah, I mean, but it should Maine. be. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, like, what made you guys want to do that? Like, was it just like from the philosophical standpoint, or we're both from
0: Toronto. We're young people, yeah. you know. It's a multicultural city. We're all very like liberal here and um, open minded. And I think a lot of the world isn't, and I don't agree with that. I think people should be allowed to express themselves and be who they want to be, and and you know, get the most out of their sexual side. And this is a means to offer that to people and let them decide how they want to consume and interact and, and be a part of it. Yeah. Um,
3: Again, especially it being a new medium, I mean, let's start out with the best put forward and, like, let people have these options. There's no reason to limit it to just straight experiences, yeah, you, can you know? just build on that. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. It yeah. doesn't have to be straight. Yeah. yeah. And going to the experiences, how are you going to tailor... The avatars to each in, like environment, is it going to be like, are they going to have like interactions with their environment? Like what if they're like, I want to be on the moon. Or like, something, like, really railing <laughs> like that. Is that going to be a different experience of, like, oh, you're on Earth? Like, how do you...
3: Yeah, we've, we've been talking about the scenarios quite a bit. We've had requests for, like, the uh, like the in-the-plane pl- experience, like, <laughs> the flight attendant or...
2: The Mile High Club? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> things like that.
3: and <laughs> Unlock achievements. I mean... Oh, my. Yeah, totally. we, we joke, but, like, I yeah. think that'll, that'll be a component. That's the one thing or one of many things we can offer that's, you know, not presently available with porn, right? Things that, you know, are more akin to a game, but... It's going to help make a compelling experience. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. We're trying to come at it with a lighthearted approach. Yeah. Um, Similar to like you mentioned, Pornhub earlier, they laugh about it. It's funny. You know, yeah. like they always have humorous stuff on their sites and their advertisements. Um, yeah. And it's that same approach. So just like, let's Was get it, corn it out hub? of the yeah. day? <laughs> yeah, Yeah, it's hilarious. They're like, let's just get it out of the dark. Like, yeah, you know, it's 20. 20- I think
1: what you guys are doing is awesome because, like, literally getting more things out of the dark, like using transgender people, like mm-hmm. exploring everything, not just the straight experiences. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We were actually at the AVN uh, conference this year and we had. Like the transsexual booth right behind us. Uh, so we spent like four days in close proximity to them. And uh, they came around and tried the demo and we're like, you know, if you guys want to be involved. And they're like, yeah, of course. Let's, uh, you know, let's set up a time. So that's amazing. Yeah, we're absolutely on board. And they were super popular, like really cool. Like they had tons of fans. It's not like that phenomenon doesn't exist. Like they're very popular. It's just for some reason people don't feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah, there's, so. there's like stigma, and like there stereotypes totally all yeah. around
2: that stuff. So it's like, it's better to keep it in the open light and let people make their, like, own decisions. Yeah, put on, it like- forefront.
1: I guess the other thing is, like, I'm thinking of, like, multiplayer kind of thing. Mm. Like, literally, because you're saying, like, you're in this environment people, but, like, there could also be another person, like, using that avatar on the other side. So it means, like, couples on opposite ends of the world could just come together and, like, make that as a like, that real- a pun? Oh, okay. I didn't even mean to. There you go. No pun intended. There, I swear to God. But literally, but yeah. there might be some delay. So, like, I don't know. it, yeah. it depends on their internet connection.
0: I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure, like, the technology is going to catch up yeah. very quickly. We're on days. We're at day zero for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Teledildonics is like its own field of research and study, and you know that's going to um, that technology is just going to rise in tandem with everything else that's going on in in technology right now. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the liberating side of this. You could have a, a long distance relationship, or um, one sort of interesting uh, thought that we discovered along this pursuit was, um, you know, maybe maybe what y- you as a, a young male is are attracted to is like a hot, smoking hot female, um, but intellectually you may not be as compatible with that. Sort of, I hate to use the term "bimbo," but like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah, Um, maybe you have more of a strong intellectual connection with, you know, an older man or something on the other side of the world who's experienced and lived a long, fulfilling life. Um, In VR, you could pair those two together. You could actually have a a partner who thinks the way you do and relates to you, and um, you know, can engage in stimulating conversation with you, and you can get more of a fulfilling. Um, relationship out of that, but still, your you know, primordial brain is still attracted to the young bimbo esque <laughs> woman. Yeah. So you can you can kind of fuse those two together potentially. And Put the skin. There's like a new skin yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and share in a you know, fulfilling relationship with someone that you never thought possible or would have ever attempted outside of VR. Totally.
1: But then there's also, like, the opposite side of that, which, like, you, we have to bring that up, where, like, you think you're talking to a woman, especially oh, yeah. on the internet, <laughs> even now it happens, but, like, it's a dude. It's a dude <laughs> and you didn't want that. Okay, this is weird. But, again, like, if you don't know, then... Yeah. In the term, and what about age policies
2: list, right? and stuff like that? Like,
1: where's it going to start? Like, like, 18 plus, like 18, oh, 18 plus. Oh, for this? Oh, 18 yeah. plus for sure, yeah. 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 So keep it at the 18, like that's a good, like what made you guys decide to keep the 18? Oh, it's than, 21. Like, the law. <laughs> like, that's like,
0: the law, so like, that's yeah. as low as possible I'm 18 is. pretty yeah. sure, yeah, it's the law so we're yeah. obviously no, trying I to No, I mean push... you could have like raised it. No, I'm
2: it. saying like you didn't want to do like 21.
0: Like, yeah. Oh, I see. So. Yeah, yeah, I we're not going to get 12 and plus. No, no, We're talking more like the higher end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we just started with like, you know, a baseline of what's, you know, generally acceptable today. um We're going to push the boundaries and Every sense, but operate, obviously, within the guidelines and rules that are set out by law.
1: And have, have any of these stars have been, like, concerned about, like, what people might be doing with their avatars? I think you guys did the Vice documentary, right? Yeah. So I remember watching that, and they're saying how, like, what if there's, like, virtual rape that occurs, like you're giving basically people free reign on their bodies but I remember like listening that a lot of the stars were like well like it's my body but it's my virtual body it's not technically me so people can do whatever they want with it." How is that how they've been generally like reacting
3: that was pretty much like the unanimous response from all of them actually really? it's uh, like they're already such open people especially like they're pretty much sexually liberated and you know the fact that someone can kind of interact with them in any way, like they were very comfortable with. And we didn't really have any restrictions in terms of like what they were consenting to do or not, because like, like you said, it's, it's, it's virtual them. Um, You know, that being said, it's still on us to make sure that, you know, we respect certainly the law, but certainly the fact that they are uh, people as well. So they're not going to be put into, you know, violent compromising situations. You know, we can cater to some uh, quirks and fetishes, but obviously it's still has to be you know, ultimately respectful to them at the end of the day. Because so.
1: if you guys are designing the experiences, it's technically yep. up to you guys. So it's not op- completely open; people exactly. can just take their avatar and put in any situation. Do You guys like script those
0: experiences. Yep. we yep. record the animations yeah. that the star plays out. We, um, you know, program it, <laughs> implement it. Yeah, so on. it's not going to be like that. Um, the movie gamer. People yeah. will you know follow in our footsteps, and people will use the technology for all sorts of things—good and evil. It happens in every scenario with a new technology, but. Like we said earlier, our intention is to lead out on the best possible foot and showcase it in the most positive light, you know, and sort of set the benchmark for other peoples to follow. We can't control what's going to be done after that, but, you know, we'll do our utmost to make sure that we're portraying it the best way possible.
1: Yeah. You guys can just have your good name and do what you can do, like the best you guys can possibly do. Exactly.
0: Yep. I think the bigger benefit to everything that we're working on right now is not wholly in adult you know there's it's the the big picture is really solving how to create convincing believable avatars for vr and for ar and all these new mediums and um adult content just happens to be low-hanging fruit early on it's something that's going to make a lot of money it's that old saying that like the porn industry pushes technology forward i think this is again showcasing that sentiment once again and we'll see where it goes
3: yeah, yeah. I think it's absolutely inevitable. It's um maybe not this year, maybe it's not next year, but no. it, it's soon and it's definitely coming. Yeah. I don't think anyone can even stop it at this point. No, so. you can't. There's <laughs> just too
1: much money, too many people. Everyone's yeah. excited about it. You absolutely. Know? But are you guys the ones that usually do the capturing and like set up all the technology? Oh and... yeah,
3: we do it all ourselves, all very hands on. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all very hands on. <laughs> yeah. man. So many puns. It's, just like, <laughs>
0: it's nonstop. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> you a full day. Can't escape. it's a full day at the end yeah. of the day. We we when we shoot a star it takes Eight to ten hours. Wow! Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. a, we capture a lot of data in that day, and then it seems like a glamorous like line of work to be in, but it's really not. It's just like, like being
1: in the studio for like fourteen <laughs> hours. Like, okay, can yeah. we go yet? Yeah, yeah, and
0: they're only in for a day, and then we yeah. have like weeks worth of data to process, and that's you know <laughs> the reality of it. It's yeah. not.
1: Um, so it's not just capturing them once and then using that data. Like, you have to get them in all the different positions. Like, or the, is that the best way to do it?
0: Yeah, we capture um, in a or starts in a T-pose initially. Um, It's just arms outstretched. It's a typical animation pose, and it allows us um, to rig uh, the final character really easily. We can see all the joints and nothing's occluded. Um, But, yeah, we actually do a number of dynamic scan poses uh, after that, which sort of capture how the skin is moving and tissue and muscle is folding and all that, Um, and then we can blend that into the final model later on. We capture about 40 individual um, high-res facial scans, each one being a different expression on the face. Um, And then, again, we work to combine all those different facial expressions into one parameterized model that we can then drive in all sorts of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, We record, as Craig said, hours and hours of of audio. And as well, at the same time, we're we're recording video as well. And we, we use the video to drive the facial animation um, that takes place later on. Yeah. Beyond that, motion capture. Um, <laughs> it just yep. it never ends. <laughs> I mean,
3: in the end, we hope to have you know some of the most advanced and convincing characters. You know, I mean, like people, like bodies. People, yeah, yeah. Which
1: I think, from an art yeah. perspective, that's amazing because like people have always been trying to recapture like the naked human body mm-hmm. ever since art, like just like yeah. on stone caves and right. then like yeah. Da Vinci. Like it's just been like everything now it's just like you're using more technology to make it more real more like yeah. human like it's yeah. just on paper with pencil
3: yeah and it's it's ironic oh, that uh to actually develop a 3d naked person is a lot harder than like a traditional game character because a lot of them wear you know like clothing that kind of bunches up near joints or like armor pieces or something to cover up imperfections and we have like none of that benefit you know it's, you all, it's all visible yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so it's, it's a lot of work to make sure it's like finely tuned and convincing and it looks you know as real as possible um especially in line with, like with the faces capturing 40 different facial expressions and you know creating a facial rig that can um hit most of the extremes that the actor or actress actress's face can hit it's it's a lot of work um but we've made some good progress and like seeing the results finally like in vr and like when she's blinking and smiling and little wrinkles and things you know fade in it's it's awesome like it's so worth it at the end it's just a lot of work to get there viewing
0: it with the vive is probably the best experience so far um not knocking oculus by any means but just the, the ability to stand up and walk around a lifelike avatar who's standing at eye level with you and is responding to you know your gaze um it's pretty powerful you feel absolutely convinced that you're sitting there or standing there with another human being Who's looking right back at you, and you feel as if you were just to reach out, you'd be able to touch them, but they're not there. It's a ghost, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: <laughs> it's great. very realistic ghost, yeah. <laughs> and again, like for video games, that's amazing, like that's definitely where things have to be heading, like keeping it way more realistic, especially with VR now. Like, it's yeah. we're not gonna be playing games on like regular screens, mm-hmm. like, you'd rather be playing them in VR, just it's way more compelling. You want to be inside the game, right. Right? I can't go back, no, so <laughs> there's no going back,
0: eh? Oh, I love VR, yeah, yeah, there's no going back, I mean. Traditional games, traditional film will be around for a long time. But I'd see it being replaced over time.
1: Yeah. Just like paintings aren't replaced, but people would rather watch a movie. Mm -hmm. Right? It's just more engaging. It's more entertaining and
0: definitely is. And I honestly think that, you know, as Palmer says, you know, guys from the games uh, industry are going to be or have the most success in VR. We have uh, a couple friends that are um, venturing into 360 video Uh, for VR, very heavily, like creating startup studios around it. And, you know, they're doing phenomenal work. Um, But even they tell us they're like, you know, the most convincing stuff and the most compelling stuff that we've experienced is inside game worlds, the stuff that you guys are building. Um,
1: Interactive, more things, rather than just being a passive observer, you want to be in that world, walking around, picking things up, Mm -hmm. talking to people.
3: Yeah, yeah, and the interaction is huge, even if it isn't just like on a some limited bases at first. Like, the fact that you can make those choices, it's it changes everything. It's, it's a whole
0: new world, you know? Um, I think it's a whole new genre that might emerge out of um, this avatar technology. Yeah. Just having... Relationships and experiences and interactions with people.
2: And just getting back to the game idea, I think um, in terms of like a spy game where you have like espionage and so on, I think VR would be way more intimate and like perfect. Like when you're actually like setting up like a poison or...
3: Yeah, yeah. We've actually noticed that like even little um, small, like physical tasks, like, well, especially with the Vive when you have actual hand controllers in VR that are tracked... Um, yeah, opening up a panel and, like, unscrewing a bolt or, like, welding something.
0: Yeah. Unhooking a bra. Yeah, yeah exactly. Basically, yeah. Have you
1: guys figured that out? Have you guys done the animation for that? Did that work?
3: We've recorded the animation. We're gonna try talking to about it. how to make it happen. Yeah. That'd be so cool. That's
1: going to be a That's going to be a yeah. like full breakthrough. Just, like, yeah. snip with yeah. the Vive controller. It's awesome. a struggle. <laughs> it was a It'll program be, called... The hardest thing to yeah. do, yeah. And it's cool that that's just, like, one tiny aspect of what you guys are doing. That's not even... The porn isn't even the core of what you guys are doing, it seems like. It's really the capturing, because, like, if a bigger company comes to you guys, that's another way to fund anything you want to do, because you guys are the guys that do it. Exactly. You guys are here in Toronto. A movie wants to do this. Again, like you said, Ubisoft comes Mm -hmm. to, you guys are the guys to come and scan. Is it, how easy is it for other people to actually set up, or is it something that, like, you guys got it, and it's just, like, no one else can really do it?
0: There are a lot of barriers to entry, I believe, though. One being the just upfront cost of the entire setup. It's, it's prohibitively expensive Um, but people are doing it there's scanning there's scanning studios popping up all over the place uh, to do these little sort of 3D me characters where you can print them out and put them on top of like a wedding cake or something Um, but what the limiting factor there that we feel is, is like being able to take that 3D scan and as I was saying earlier translate it into something that's efficient and will run well on a mobile device or a, a PlayStation or something like that. I think <laughs> oh. you, you'll start seeing um, in the next wave of like mobile phones and iPads and tablet devices the ability to start scanning with these devices. They already have like early prototypes. Um, pro- Google's Project Tango yeah. can do that. Um, the results are mixed early on, but yeah. that stuff's just going to get better and better. What we're targeting is like, the Formula 1 high-performance 3D scans where we can see your pores and your cuticles and all that like intricate stuff um but they'll be much more affordable cheaper like a mobile faster yeah. yeah solutions to to getting yourself into vr convincingly i've seen a couple examples that make me believe that this isn't far off now um so, yeah, I I think everyone will have a visual representation of themselves in some limited capacity or, yeah. They can Whether they're awesome. doing it
1: with porn or just, yeah. you know. So, as you guys clothing are... Clothing optional.
0: Are, yeah. you guys
2: create any productions and stuff like that? Is it just going to be through your website or is it going to be kind of like an app store kind of thing with
3: uh, well, the VR? Yeah, so for Holodex, it's in, in, interesting because uh, obviously it's not supported on Steam or mm-hmm. Oculus Home or... Anywhere, PlayStation. Well, is it definitely yeah, PlayStation, definitely not PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are kind of tasked with you know distribution, like as a main focus, and uh, initially it will be through our website. Um, we're talking to some partners as well to p- possibly distribute through their websites too. Um, but you know, it's a uh, it's not an easy thing to crack, right? There's a uh, Steam is so popular for for a reason. It's really easy to use it's well managed and maintained um so yeah for us it's going to be you know through our website to begin with but um you know who knows you mentioned Pornhub's getting into this stuff with 360 video um you know they've kind of talked about the future and being on board with vr as well so there could be like a marketplace that evolves out of that as well and i mean they have access to what
0: like a billion people now so yeah <laughs> oh my God. whoever makes like a really good marketplace for adult content for vr in the next year or so is going to do really well i think yeah, yeah. that's Every. why i think
1: you guys should honestly just make your own marketplace even if it's an executable that people download because if like you, mm-hmm. you want to put a reset on the industry you yeah. don't want to just give it right back to porn up right yeah. i mean no, the, very strategically point. you could but i mean that's like, no, a good point yeah from yeah you know
0: we're, um, yeah, we're exploring all sorts of options right now. What what we want to, we're likely to start out with is, yeah, like a, a package that you download with an executable file. But um, growing beyond that, we really want to turn Holodex into a platform um, where stars potentially could go and, you know, come to us and get scanned and have their own sort of um, category on the Holodex platform, right? And now they're no longer working for an agent, they're working for themselves. They're promoting their avatar sale on our platform and seeing direct benefit from that. Um, so it's sort of a, a long-term goal. We're not quite there yet, but um, yeah.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. What is? It, what are you guys thinking pricing-wise per uh, avatar? Will it like, vary? Because like obviously there are different tiers, right? But I mean like that again, it's it more philosophical. Like how do you change the pricing on? Mm-hmm. this Or would it be like subscription person? based?
2: Like you just have access to all that?
3: No, but
1: subscription charge. wouldn't give them the royalties, like you said. I don't. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't think so. It could be uh, based on download. But
3: yeah, yeah like- we're we're kind of weighing um, all the options still. We have a, an idea in our heads. We're not quite ready to announce it publicly yet. Cool. Um, but both of those are definite options, and. Um, there's ways we can combine like subscription and like paper yeah. download. Um, in terms of pricing, it's it's a funny. You know, thing to analyze, like what's yeah. someone's value and can we put them on sale for a Christmas? Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's that, weird, is right? Is that offensive? Yeah, because yeah, it's like a body, but it's not really a person. <laughs> and
2: is there going to be like a tips option or like a, a donate option if you really liked a certain avatar on that person? Like,
1: That's actually
3: a good idea. We didn't think about strip that. Strip club model. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Was that the service fun? <laughs> the it's funny because you can do all these different models, like different kind of business models with this, so yeah. whatever way you want to take it. Like it's yeah. really interesting. What we can yeah. say is
0: the avatar will be sort of the flagship premium product. But mm-hmm. There's going to be all sorts of opportunity um, beyond that for DLC content. Um, you know, Maybe you just want to purchase three stars, but then you want 30 different hairstyles or 10 different outfits, and now you can sort of mix and match them. It'll be a major component.
2: Also, um, how did the avatars interact with each other? So let's say you wanted more than one avatar in yep. a certain scenario whatever like how would they interact with each other is it three some it more scenarios like a, yeah like something yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll just beat around the bush <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. I'll, just I'll go to, go the, right point. to the point <laughs> no pun intended no yeah. pun intended yeah, yeah. so <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> so many
3: goddamn bugs. yeah uh, we've been kind of calling it like the voyeur mode and it, it's on the roadmap. we probably the won't do it uh, I mean, right away just, and, initially <laughs> mm. yeah it's it's quite a bit of work to get just one avatar like you know looking awesome performing super well and interacting with the player so we're going to tackle that first but it's go- it's definitely on the roadmap I mean it makes total sense you'd want to like create your own little scene and you may- maybe you're the director maybe you're not even involved you're just kind yeah, of like yeah. setting up the action and letting it play out mm-hmm. right so yeah, we're, we're very aware. It's just... Um, so
1: true. You don't even have to be involved. That's, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we have had the director been, mode. Yeah, yeah. there's
3: been a number of people that have just wanted to kind of watch or like be close to it as it happens or like, yeah, like position people, you know, tweak it how they like, set up the scene and then mm-hmm. let it let it do
0: its mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, is there anything you guys want to plug um, before we uh, end off? Yeah, definitely. We've been kind of quiet on the social media front lately, but uh, we'll just tell everyone what we're up to. As I mentioned earlier, we're um, working heavily day-to-day on this Riley Reed experience, um, which we're aiming to have out in the next couple months. Um, We may coincide this with an Indiegogo campaign, just to start driving some funds in and really scale up. Um, It will be supporting the V-stroker Fleshlight peripheral, and will be cross-platform Oculus, Vive, and traditional PC devices will be supported. Um, So we'll have an update out as soon as we can, um, hopefully not too much longer. <laughs> but, yeah, you can look out for that quite soon.
2: Cool. All right, fantastic. Awesome. I think, yeah, it. I
1: think I said thanks so much for coming on Think Tank, guys. Yeah, yeah, thanks for, yeah, for, thanks having for having us. Yeah. Cheers. Awesome. If you enjoyed this talk and want to check out more, go to our website at thinktankcast.com and subscribe with your email so we can send you all of the latest episodes, news, and updates right to your inbox.
2: Also, on our website, there will be show notes for this episode, uh, some links to the things that we talked about, and more detailed information on our guests. If you want to see the video of this episode, it'll be on our YouTube channel, which is also linked on our website.
1: And if you want to keep in touch, we're on social media. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're at Think Tank Cast on pretty much everything, so you can find us on the web. And all of these details, again, will be linked to our website at thinktankcast.com. Hope to hear from you guys soon.
0: Amplified pattern recognition Why does the universe exist? We're about five or sites away from having